0: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. This is part two in my three-part series of how I did the fucking thing that I did. Um, Part one was how I healed my money story and changed my money reality. And today, part two is how I started my Akashic Records business. And then part three next week will be how I manifested the actual life of my actual dreams. As I said at the beginning of last episode, all of these things happened in tandem. They aren't really actually separate. They all totally blend together. However, there is so much that I want to say about each sort of separate thing. Like my Akashic Records business was one whole thing to manifest. Changing my money reality was a whole other thing to manifest. And then like, creating the life of my dreams in every other area beyond money and business was a whole other thing there are so many pieces that I want to share with you in the hopes that you are inspired in the hopes that you're you stop shitting on yourself for wherever you're at in your journey in the hopes that you like hear things that are useful to you and that you can you know put towards the fueling and the nurturing of your own dreams and your own manifestations. So I hope, yeah, that these, I hope this little mini series is helpful to you, but I have no way of knowing. So I'm just going to keep going and record it and assume that it'll be helpful to somebody. So how I started my Akashic records business, especially as somebody who I would say, I do not have a natural mind for like, efficient, optimized business strategy. That is not my strong point. I do have a lot of strong points when it comes to business, but I had no prior experience. I had thought about starting a business for a really long time, a really long time. I honestly cannot remember the first time I thought about starting my business in a serious or a business of any kind in a serious way. But I always, you know, when I was a kid, like I was rarely dreaming about my employed job that I would get someday. I was always, I don't know, like wanting to start a summer art camp program for kids or like it was, it was always an idea. I'm very much an ideas person and I love to execute my ideas and be sort of in the role of creative director I'm not templated to be an employee I just don't do well under someone else's management I can work as an employee and I'm not afraid of hard work and and there have been jobs that I've loved like I always loved being a cleaner I loved being a nanny I loved working as a nurse's aide is what it used to be called now it's called a personal support worker at least in Canada it is but I used to work in an old um an old age facility and I loved that job and those were all employee em, employee jobs you know employee roles and I loved them but it was I just am not good at ha- having somebody feeling like I'm under the authority of somebody else and I'm just really not good at it. Furthermore, I'm very, very creative and I need to express my creativity to feel like a healthy, balanced, vibrant person. I am not my best human being if I'm not able to express my creativity. Plus, I always had an inner knowing that I was born here on earth in this life in this time for a fucking reason. And I have had a powerful drive to fulfill my sole mission. And so working as an employee was always like, even if it was a great job and I loved it to start out, I couldn't seem to get beyond a year. I think a year is the longest time I've ever worked in a job as an employee because I just would feel like this is not what I'm supposed to do, though. This is not what I'm here to do. So I wanted to have my own business for for quite a while. I don't know. I mean, definitely for sure since probably about 2010 or 2011, I think, was when I really started very seriously coming up with some business ideas, like working as a doula and things like that. anyway but the issue was that I had no confidence and no idea at all about what it would take to start a business. Not the faintest, foggiest fucking clue. I had been an art student and was, you know, like, I mean, I don't, I don't do art these days. I just don't, my creative energy is going into this business. But when, back when I was doing art, like, you know, I was, I was good at it. I was, I was talented, um, as an artist and I'm sure that I could have made a really good go of it as an artist for myself, but I just had no confidence, none, no sense of what I needed to do. In two thousand and six, I think was the first real business that i I had, and it was um it was a summer business making jewelry but I don't think I really made much money. I spent the whole summer making jewelry. I remember I had like created a whole business plan and everything, and that was a pretty cool exercise honestly like I balked at it because business plans to me sound so fucking boring and formal, but it was fun to watch my whole vision come to life as I answered the questions in the business plan template. Um, But again, like I had no confidence so I could make the jewelry and I think the jewelry was really charming and super cute. However, when it came to sales and putting myself out there, oh my God, I just like, I did not... I didn't have it. (laughs) Believe me. So that really just fizzled out after that one summer. And then in 2011, I had a side business as a private tutor for school aged kids, teaching them reading and writing in English and French. But I really didn't think about it as a business. But looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I had a business and it was actually really successful. Mind you, It was successful in large part because my parents were both retired elementary school teachers and my mom used to do the tutoring. And then she was just like, I'm fucking retired. Like I am, I have put in my hours. I don't want to do this anymore. And she offloaded a lot of them onto me. So I didn't have to do any like client generating, like marketing or sales, which I still don't love doing P.S., honestly I don't I'm just gonna say this right here like I do not enjoy marketing the reason being that I fucking know that if you sign up for my shit it is going to change your life and I don't want to have to spend time convincing you of that because I what I want to spend my time in, on is delivering on that <laughs> so like I don't want to put my energy into trying to talk you into working with me so that your life changes. I just want you to sign up and work with me and then I can change your life. (laughs) That's still how I feel about sales and marketing. So anyway, in 2011, I had a successful side business as a private tutor for school-aged kids, teaching them English and and French reading and writing. Um, But eventually, I don't know what happened. I think I just... I don't know, maybe I just got into the Midwifery program. I don't know anyway, I also around that time started to learn about blogging as a business um and i was I was looking into it and I signed up for this like self study course, which is probably like fifty dollars or whatever about um blogging. but I totally knew that I was not meant to be a blogger, um but I just I remember like. I remember that working for myself and having a business was calling me in that direction and it's almost like this blogging course was a placeholder. Like I couldn't figure out what I was actually supposed to do yet. So taking a generic course about something that I wasn't supposed to do was <laughs> I don't know. It was it was aligned. It was a good a good thing to do that even though that's I'm not a blogger. Anyway, meanwhile, at the same time, I was working as a nanny for the most adorable little boy. He was just so freaking cute. Um, And I was working part time as an art instructor to adorable school children. It was so much fun. I was making like nothing, a pittance, you know, like really, really, really not making money. But I loved both of those things. And I was just starting to figure out how to optimize them and maybe thinking about starting another like art, artsy side business when I got accepted into midwifery school. And I got accepted off the wait list one week before the program started. The program was five hours north of where I lived. And so all of a sudden in a week's time, I had some major changes to make. And I ended up setting all of that stuff aside, um, like all of those sort of like business aspirations that were starting to, starting to gain some traction in my imagination. So when I got accepted into midwifery, I thought I was on my path. I thought I had found the place where I fit in terms of work and career. And, you know, I just felt on top of the world. Until in 2016, when I was in my final year as a a student midwife, my second born child, a son that we named Killian, was conceived. He was born. He lived for 20 days and then he died. And as you can imagine, that was like, an atomic bomb exploding my whole fucking life and my ego identity and everything about myself that was not rooted in love. It blew it all to smithereens. Honestly, the only thing that survived was love. (laughs) It was the only thing that survived that explosion. So And really, it was like a course correction. I don't think I was on the wrong path on a midway as a midwife. I really don't. I think this is all exactly the way that it was supposed to go. Um, but it was a course correction insofar as now looking back, I'm like, I was never, never meant to work long-term as a midwife. But I think I would have had it not been for Killian. So in 2016, after he died, I knew I wanted to start a business. I knew I was done with midwifery. I knew it. I knew it as soon as sort of like the dust settled. I wanted to write a book about how to move through the experience of losing a baby. And I still might write that book someday. I still have the notes that I created for it. And it's a really solid piece of material. But I think, I don't know, like... You know, it's a big thing to go all the way back into that pain in, it's one thing to talk about it on a podcast episode. Cause I do, I talk about it like regularly enough that I'm sure you all don't need to hear me talk about it again, but you know, whatever it's my podcast. So there we go. Um, but when I talk about it on a podcast, it's like, you know, if it's somebody else's podcast, maybe it's 20 minutes, maybe it's 30 minutes, maybe it's two hours. If it's my podcast, maybe like the amount of time I talk about it is probably like 15 minutes or something like that. To write a book about it though, whew, that is a long drawn out process. So um, I'm sure I'll write it someday, but that someday will be when I am ready. I also thought that I wanted to work with couples who had lost a pregnancy or a baby, because I was going to um pregnancy and infant loss support groups to receive support and I found myself just like offering so much support and comfort to the others and I I could really see through that experience I was like oh even though like I am devastated I'm handling this way I don't know if it's fair to say way better because it's like, that makes it sound like it's a competition or like I was excelling at handling the death of my child, which I was who excels at that nobody, but I was my, my spiritual understanding was really serving me and I wanted to bring relief to the others that I saw who are suffering. So I thought I wanted to create a private practice doing that obviously I was very qualified to do so but I soon realized that I just couldn't hold that kind of space for others without really hurting myself it kept the pain too present and too fresh so while I was in the immensity of the grieving process I got a job as a cleaner at a hotel and resort cleaning out um, hotel rooms. And I would listen to podcasts on the sly because you weren't supposed to while you were working, but whatever I did anyway. And I remember hearing on one podcast, it was Matt Belair's podcast. Um, I got to see if we can like do a podcast interview exchange because he's super cool. I remember hearing him talking about the Akashic Records, a friend of his that read the Akashic Records, and I didn't know what those were. I had never heard, maybe I had heard the words Akashic Records before. Like, I know I lived with a friend back in my early 20s who, um, like, she was super into psychic stuff, and she undoubtedly had some Edgar Cayce books lying around. Like, I remember seeing one of them, but I know I never read them. So I may have come across the term Akashic Records, but it was, like, very on the periphery. So I heard him talking about this on the podcast and I was like, oh, like, I, I can't, I know I've tried to describe it before and all I can say is that it, it felt like magic. It felt like, like spark, a wave of sparkles running through my being. And it felt like this, I don't know, like this way, this is the way, this is, this is it. This is the thing. I really didn't know what that meant and at the time mostly I wasn't thinking about what I was going to do with my life because I was just dealing with like the fresh raw pain of Killian's death so it wasn't like I heard Akashic Records and I was like this is my sole purpose it was like you will find healing from the your broken heart here and so I remember going to the washroom while I was at work like that day, that moment. And I looked up, um, souljourneys.ca, which was what was mentioned in Matt's podcast, um, a company owned by Jennifer Longmore. And I saw that she had a three part Akashic records self-study program. And the, the level one was just to learn to read the Akashic records for yourself. And it was much less expensive, much more affordable, but I was like, No, I know that I want to do this for other people too. So I went for the whole shebang, the whole shablui, the whole three parts, the three levels. And I remember that it was five payments of $247, which felt insane and so irresponsible. And yet I couldn't not do it. I couldn't not do it. I was, I know I said this in the the last episode, but I just really need to emphasize, and maybe some of you didn't care and so you didn't listen to the last episode, but you care about this one. I was making no money. I was working only Saturdays and Sundays. I could not handle working more than that because I was just crying all the time. Like I couldn't keep it together. And so I, I was making a pittance. I was not making ends meet. I had maxed out my line of credit while I was on, um, while I was in the city before Killian was born, while I was on bed rest in the hospital. And then after he was born or yeah, after he was born while we were living in the city. Um, like I just, I had spent all my money on, um, the parking fees in the, in the downtown on, Um, like food, like even every single meal we were eating out, we were often eating in the hospital, like food, like the, the food court at the hospital, like just hemorrhaging money left, right, and center. Plus my student loans went into repayment because I air quotes dropped out. (laughs) That's how they framed it. Um, and so like, I had nothing, I had no money. I couldn't even pay my bills. I was going deeper into debt every single day. And so really it felt insane to pay $247 and commit to four more payments of $247 in order to do this Akashic Records self-study program. Um, But I, like I had to, I knew it was my next move. Now, I had always wanted to be psychic, which is hilarious to me now because obviously I am and obviously I always was, (laughs) but I never felt like I could figure out how to do it. And I hadn't just wanted to be psychic just for funsies, like as a novelty. I wanted to be psychic to be able to help people. I wanted to help solve cold cases or bring messages of guidance or pieces of the puzzle to others to help them be able to move forward in their lives. It's always something that I've wanted to be able to do. I just didn't think I had the ability to do it. So when I discovered the Akashic records, I was thrilled that I could finally do it. And I knew this was it. I knew this was how I was here to help serve, serve people. I don't know. I mean, I won't go too deeply into what I saw. Like I basically I did this self-study program, okay? So it was all online modules. I think they were all audio calls and then there were workbooks with you know, questions and like journaling prompts and things like that. And I took it so seriously. I listened to every single one of those calls multiple times over. Um all those modules I did the journaling prompts i prepared myself to go into the akashic records and ask my question and as i've shared before the question i went in with was the big one why did killian die and i got an answer that was so healing was so immensely healing that it completely like it just changed everything i don't want it to sound watered down how often i say like I'll change your life or this will change your life or doing this will change your life. But I fucking mean it. Like, I'm not just saying that just to like be extra and sound dramatic and, you know, make it, make it all sound like, well, I'm so excited, blah, 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 blah. I mean it when I say it changed my life. It brought me complete and utter and total peace in my heart so that I still feel the sadness that my son is not with me in this life. I do feel that sadness. It often comes up on me out of nowhere when I'm not expecting it and I just break down and cry. Still, seven years later. But in, that, in those first months, those first six months following his death, I experienced a total healing of my broken heart. And that was worth every penny that I spent on that Akashic Record certification and more, infinitely more. Not only that, but now I was like, whoa, holy shit, I am psychic. (laughs) And I can serve people in this way. And I know this this is what I've always been waiting for and looking for. This is what I'm here to do. But I still had no fucking clue how to start a business or what that would even mean. So I signed up for my first business course. I don't know. It was like a few months after that or something. I can't quite remember. Um, maybe it was just a few weeks. I don't know. It's all kind of a blur that first year after he died. But I what I do remember is it was a six-week program offered by a girl named Jessica Reed. And she used her clairvoyant gifts to help us all sort of like start our business, like clarify what we want to do, who's our dream soul client, what are our branding colors, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like very, um, very surface level business clarifying exercises, I think that business course was something like two or three payments of $333. So again, I distinctly remember the feeling. I was in my bathroom in the apartment that Alex and I lived in. And I kept looking at her email over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And And then I remember her sending an email saying that there are only two spots left. And I was like, it's me. It's me. I have to do this. And I, I signed up for it. And it freaked me out because I was still also paying back or like still paying off the Akashic records thing. So now I had like just increased (laughs) these, like added another substantial payment, Uh, but I knew it was what I had to do. So i signed up for that. I did get clear on some things that were foundational, um, but I felt like I was just barely scratching the surface. It was not enough to learn how to start my business. However, it gave me a glimpse into what it was like to be someone who offers psychic readings because I was watching Jessica offering psychic readings. And that was so, so, so powerful for me. It expanded my perception of reality and what was actually possible. So in the ensuing few months, I did a lot of free practice readings, like a lot, basically any chance I got. I took the Akashic Records so seriously and I practiced daily. I really did. If it wasn't for somebody else, I was going in for myself with my own questions. I started to create my first ever website. And I wanted it so bad. I remember how much I wanted that business. But I just wasn't actually ready. So, nine months after Killian died, I went back to school to finish my last year of midwifery training. And honestly, when I think about it, I'm like, I kind of know that I went back just to get the closure of saying, you know, I I did it. Like I didn't just quit. I actually finished it. Um but I also went back because I was really afraid. I was really in money scarcity. Like I said, I had these payments to make, I could barely work, I didn't feel at the time like this is such an illusion. I'm rolling my eyes at my past self. But at the time I felt unqualified to do anything else like to to get any other job other than cleaning or childcare um and childcare just felt a little bit too like I just I wasn't I wasn't ready you know I just lost my own baby so from that place of fear I went back to finish my midwifery training and that was so so hard the hours were insane some weeks were easily 100 plus hour work weeks with the births, with the postpartum visits, the clinic days, processing labs and doing consultations with um with doctors for clients with abnormal test results, etc. In addition to the actual academic portion of writing research papers and doing projects and studying for exams. It was fucking brutal. And everything with Killian was still so devastatingly fresh. All of his first anniversaries happened while I was on placement, which meant that I had to stuff my own grief down and show up to serve my clients and preceptors. I had to completely negate my own broken heart and prioritize service to others. Plus I had my oldest son who is my first and truest soulmate he was also going through his own grieving process and I wasn't able to be there for him. Not to mention Alex, my partner. Plus, 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 by then I was also pregnant with my daughter Kieran and I couldn't even enjoy her pregnancy because I was constantly working. And for what? Like, what the fuck was it all for? It was a level of self-betrayal and self-abandonment that still honestly stings to think about. By the time I graduated, I had no desire to be a midwife in any capacity. The system was so toxic, I could now see it with such clarity, and it was sucking me dry. But in the meantime, in order to get through it, I had started to explore tarot cards and listen to podcasts. I remember hearing someone on a podcast talking about how she created her signature online course, which was about plant magic, and how that completely changed her business and her financial situation. I wasn't ready to do anything with that information, but I filed that little nugget away for later. And as I listened to these podcasts and practiced with the tarot and practiced with the Akashic records, I started to clarify what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a tarot and Akashic reader. I wanted to have a podcast. I wanted to help people feel better and understand the magic and the beauty of themselves and of this reality. I wanted to have a calendar full of client calls. At that point, I wasn't actively working on my relationship with money, so I assumed that I would be dirt poor, but I didn't care. Every morning that I woke up in my own bed, because I was frequently out at a birth, so every morning I woke up in my own bed, I would get up at five thirty in the morning and meditate using a guided meditation on the future I was desiring to create. I discovered the niche of spiritual business podcasts, and started to binge the shit out of those during every waking hour of my free time, which wasn't much. Even though I didn't have a lot of time and I had even less money, I was putting so much skin in the game. My time, my attention, my intention, and the small amounts of money that I had I would pull a tarot card every day and journal on it, just developing a relationship with that tool. Now I just use them for energy reports and year ahead readings, but I still love the tarot. I would practice in the Akashic Records. I just would do whatever I could do towards creating this business for myself. After I finished my final exams and was truly free, like I was no longer a midwifery student, didn't have to fucking answer to anyone anymore, I could turn my pager off for good, I spent my time developing my psychic abilities and writing my own guidebook for the tarot. I was just about to give birth to my beautiful daughter, so I couldn't get a job And honestly, I was so happy about it because I was burnt the fuck out. And I just wanted time to finally nurture my dreams. I had a whole plan. Alex and I were going to move to a small city that is close to where we live now. Um, And I was going to start my podcast and start my business as a tarot and Akashic Records reader. I figured I would do in-person readings It really hadn't occurred to me to work online. I don't know why, but I just, that's not how I was thinking about things. And I figured I would be poor, but I didn't care. I mean, like at that point, what else was new? I was always poor. I was always struggling with money. I really had not known anything else. (laughs) Ironically, I could like both of my sisters were successful with money and my parents, I mean... My parents, and my sisters were successful with money, but they were successful in so far as they had jobs and they managed their money better than I did. I did not keep jobs for very long, not because I wasn't capable or and not because I was getting fired, but just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't, I, I would always lose my mind and I would end up quitting anyway. So what else would be new if I was poor, a poor Tarot Akashic Records reader? It's just like, (laughs) at least I would be doing what I loved. So it was a good plan. I was, I was really excited about it. Then just a few days before I gave birth to my daughter, I got an email from the midwifery practice that I had always wanted to work at. The specific one, specifically the specific one. And they were inviting me to interview for my literal actual dream job. I mean, it wasn't my dream job anymore because I didn't want to be a midwife anymore, but it had been for years and years and years, like way back when I was an art student, while I was listening to lectures, I would doodle in my notebook and I would write out like my, you know, like my 10 year plan. And I When I was imagining my 10-year plan, I would have a job as a midwife at this specific midwifery practice and here they were contacting me asking me if I wanted to interview for a job. So I felt like I couldn't really pass up this opportunity to realize that dream that I had held for so long that was being basically handed to me effortlessly on a silver platter by the universe. So I interviewed via Skype three days after I gave birth to my daughter and they gave me the job. So we moved to a different city um, than the one that was part of my original plan. However, this city where I I still live is actually where I have always wanted to live, truly my whole entire life. This is where I've wanted to live. Um, and so that's awesome. <laughs> and I became a midwife. 2019 was my year of midwifing. I started in December of 2018 and worked for um, just over 12 months. And it was hell. It was hell. I want to specify that I loved my colleagues. I don't know if any of them ever listened to any of these things. Probably not. But if you are listening, I love you. It wasn't you. I loved the nurses. I loved, I loved the other midwives. I loved the doctors. I like, I loved everybody. I loved my clients. So it wasn't anybody. It was just so painful for me to always be away from my two living children, to not have time to be present with the grief I felt for my, you know, transitioned child It was, it was just really hard. Um, it was a. It was like a repeat loop of all the karmic shit that I had partially processed when I was finishing midwifery school, but like, it's like I needed another year as a midwife in order to truly clear it out and finish processing it before I could actually start my business. And some of that karmic shit was like, Things like dysfunctional patterns that were handed down to me through her mother, my mother that were handed down to her through her father. Like, you know, it wasn't all just me. It was just the stuff that was getting in my way. So really, in hindsight, that year of working at my job was, it was a blessing because even though it felt like hell and it was so hard it gave me the opportunity like I was triggered all the time and so like when you're just constantly triggered plus it's not like I could escape into drugs or alcohol I mean I'm a teetotaler I can't do alcohol my body just won't handle it but um I couldn't do drugs or anything either because (laughs) like I'm midwifing so I had no way not there was like there was no option other than to just fucking deal with it is what I'm trying to say so my way of dealing with it was <laughs> um, to <laughs> to do a lot of shadow work, to do a lot of self reflection, a lot of journaling. Um, I binge watched this show called Rescue Mediums, which I had already seen, but like I I just found the replays on YouTube and binged them, binged them, and I was like showing myself. What it actually looks like to be, to like to work as a psychic, to, to be a psychic, what it, I don't know. I was just trying to immerse myself in the energy of it. I was doing so much mindset work. I had this little mantra that came to me one night. It was cosmic, akashic, psychic, starseed. And I would repeat it to myself over and over and over and over and over and over again as I was falling asleep eventually i recorded i wrote down a whole bunch of i am statements to create my dream life and then i recorded myself on my phone on my voice memo app on my phone um, i recorded myself speaking those mantras which included cosmic akashic psychic starseed and then i overlaid it to some um like gentle royalty free music and I would listen to those while I was um falling asleep I would meditate every day that I had the time because again I was working crazy hours with no consistency of schedule but whenever I had the time or like I don't know how to put this. Like When I say whenever I had the time, I mean literally I would meditate in my fucking car. Even if it was only for 10 minutes. <laughs> I would just go meditate in my car before driving somewhere. I would me- And I would always meditate on starting my business. I would journal every day, literally every day, on my manifestations and ideas for my business. I would binge podcasts while I was driving. Podcast stories about other people who had... Um, started a business as a, a tarot reader um, or some kind of spiritual business or whatever. I practiced accessing the Akashic records every single day. I developed my own process of accessing the Akashic records. I joined a program in January of 2019 called Gifted Experts again run by the same girl Jessica Reed um and it was about like developing your abilities as a psychic reader and then also starting your business and and so it was longer i think it was a 12 week um program but And it still wasn't, like, I still needed so much more business guidance. It was similar to the one that she had run before. Like, it was kind of like those sort of, like, basic foundations of what you need to start a business. But when I joined Gifted Experts, I did a lot of exchanges with people, practicing my skills as an Akashic and tarot reader for others. I resumed creating my first website. And again, like I have to emphasize that I was working 80 to 90 hours a week, plus I had a baby. <laughs> like, I just want you to hear how much I wanted this. Not so that everybody can be like, oh, Amy, oh my God, you're so amazing. You're right. It didn't come easy. It didn't come overnight. But just so you can understand that everything here is a process. Everything in this realm is a process. And there's so much that goes into it. And when we look at somebody, when we come across somebody, when they're, they've really got a good stride going, it can be really hard to understand how they got to where they are. And that's the gap that I'm trying to fill in for you. I really hope that this podcast series helps to fill in those gaps. I also, in 2019, hired my first business coach, Viola, which I talked about in the last episode and how I felt about that financial decision. But she She was a business coach and and I needed that. I I needed that support. I needed to be in relationship with somebody who had done it already, who was doing it because I didn't know anybody who was doing anything like this. And I needed to hear and learn from her about what it actually requires to have a business, all of the things that, have to be done behind the scenes that nobody ever sees or nobody ever knows meanwhile I was stressing out all of the time about money oh my god all of the time all of the time feeling huge amounts of guilt and shame for spending my money on coaching and business development and like running stories about how irresponsible I am blah 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 selfish irresponsible blah blah and I was also really feeling like a prisoner to my debt. Like really, really, really. And feeling like, I, I remember at one point for a long time, I had this, I don't know why I thought this, but I did. I thought that I couldn't start my business until I was out of debt. and, and but But meanwhile, because I was where I was at in my relationship with money, I just kept going further and further into debt even though I was finally making money as a midwife, more money than I had ever made before. I was not, I didn't know how to manage my money. Um, like I'd heard of budgeting, but it didn't seem to work. It still doesn't. I just tried budgeting the other day and it's like, it worked. It doesn't work. I don't know. It's a, it's a money dyslexia thing or a number dyslexia thing. Anyway. So I just kept going deeper and deeper into debt and believing that that meant that I couldn't start my business again it's just such a now I'm looking back and I'm like why did I think that so I felt like I was a prisoner to my debt and luckily eventually I was like I just got to this point I have this thing that really works to my advantage I have this like switch point that I get to where I just like I'm like fuck this like I don't care I refuse. I refuse. I'm not playing by the rules that I'm being told to play by. I won't do it. (laughs) These rules are stupid. And I got to that point with, with my debt where I was just like, no, like I am not, not living my life at this rate. It is. I don't know if I'll ever be able to pay it off. I used to sit there and, and like try to manifest winning the lottery winning a million dollars because I thought that's what I needed in order to like clear away all my debt and finally be free to do what I wanted to do. Of course, that's like when you're manifesting from that space, of course, I'm not going to win a million dollars, but I also didn't spend money on the lottery very often. <laughs> like, uh, I look back and I'm just like, oh, Amy, bless your heart and soul. Um, but I I at least realized in 2019 that I really, really needed to start to prioritize healing my relationship with money. And so I did. And I shared more about that in the last episode. I took courses. I listened to podcasts. I read books. I did a lot of journaling, etc. I also had this really weird thing where I wanted a sign from the universe to show me in like, in a way that was... Totally crystal clear that this was my path to start this business. And I remember hearing a lot of people in the podcast I was listening to that started their spiritual business, they would often be like, and then this thing happened, and like, and then I lost my job, or and then whatever. And it's like I had no other choice. And I kept waiting for the universe to do that for me, like to tell me it was go time. And and then I would get really in my head about it because that wasn't happening. And in fact, the midwifery practice, like a few months after I started, they offered me um, a permanent long-term contract. And I was, I was like, it's the opposite. The universe is like, here, you can keep working as a midwife if you want. And that fucked with me. It really did. I thought, am I supposed to be a midwife? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Am I just deluding myself and my entertaining fantasies of you know having a business and it's not actually meant for me there's a whole lot that I had to deal with mindset wise and I'll say the universe never never gave me a sign um and I went into my own Akashic Records about it and the information that I got was like that's not like some people that's what has to that's, that's how it's supposed to go. For you, it has to be your sovereign, powerful choice. Even though I got that answer, I still kept wanting a sign for quite a long time. <laughs> I also went into the Akashic Records to find out why I was all kinds of blocked around money. Um, and that was very informative. I saw you know, some different past life shit that it was connected to. I started doing my first paid readings here and there in 2019. And I also started my podcast in 2019. I created Soul Space, my Facebook group, which only had a small handful of people in it, maybe something like 20 to begin with. And I remember doing my first Facebook lives. Holy shit. Did I ever resist that? I was so, oh my God. Oh my God. I literally felt like I was going to die. Like that was the way my nervous system responded. It like, if it felt like the same resistance as trying to push somebody off the edge of a cliff. It was nuts. And it was so weird to do that with myself. Like nobody else was pushing me. I had to push myself and feel the part of me that actually thought it was going to die and that shit is from real real past life soul trauma and many of us have it the same thing happened when i started to share on social media about the akashic records and doing readings and things like that because i had always been a closeted like air quote psychic or a more i mean i didn't even think i was psychic for a long time but i had been a closeted like about my spiritual beliefs and my spiritual awakening. Like I was still, for a long time, I was still trying to blend in with all the normies. And so I, like, I remember when I shared about it on social media, I thought I was going to puke and die and then die and puke. It was so, I had dreams about it. It was so intense. It was so intense. Those, honestly, those walls, those fear walls, The ones around um, social media were probably the biggest ones that I had to move through. Like the hardest, hardest, most powerful ones. But I did it. I just kept going. I had so much fear. I had so much resistance. But I kept moving through it layer by layer. Because I fucking wanted this business so much. In 2020, I ended my contract as a midwife. And I went into my business full time meaning that I didn't have anything else <laughs> going on for money. Um I was offering private readings and I started creating my very first courses. I had my month-long freak out in February of 2020 and then in March of 2020 when, you know, the big thing happened, the big global thing that shall not be named because one of my videos on I got a strike on my YouTube channel. <laughs> uh anyway um the thing happened in March 2020 and I can't explain it I just knew it was on I remember it was a March break I was up in Sudbury mis- visiting my sister with my parents and Kieran and my son Francis and I just I like I knew it was go time I, I watched somebody's video on YouTube and I was like that's what I'm supposed to be doing And then when I got home, I pulled three tarot cards for myself, and it was the Page of Swords, the Star, and the Chariot. The guidance around the Page of Swords, the message is, feel the fear and do it anyway. The Star and the Chariot are both major arcana cards, and I knew that I was supposed to be like a light shining in the darkness for people, and the North Star had always been like my totem for a long time, and the Chariot is like, and shit is moving fast. I kept those cards on my desk for really like months and months and months to keep reminding me to, to keep going. Cause it's not like March happened and I knew it was on and I didn't feel any fear anymore. I did. I felt a lot of fear, but I knew that it was, this was way bigger than me. I knew this was exactly why I had been born during this time. And I just knew that if I didn't show up for it, like there was no, if I didn't show up for it, there literally has never been an if for me. It's like, no, 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 this is why you came. You definitely did not come back to earth just to have another human life. Like that's not why you're here, Amy. You came for a reason and you're going to do it. In early 2020, I received a complete claircognizant download about the 13 dimensions and the structure of reality, which really changed the game for me because it gave me so much Enhanced understanding of what the fuck is going on here and how to, like, how, how to do this thing, how to be, how to be a, a human, how to create, how to manifest. And then in late 2020, I was shown through the Akashic Records a modality called multi dimensional holographic matrix repatterning. And I just want to preface this that, like, I Remember, I had been going into the Akashic records since 2017. I had been going in like every day, like ugh, being so scrappy with my time. Whatever snatches of time here and there I could find, I was I was in total devotion to the Akashic records. So it's not like I was just given these downloads out of nowhere. Like I had to earn it. <clears throat> At this point in my business in 2020, I was doing everything myself. I had no email list. Like, I didn't even know how that shit worked. I was only processing payments with PayPal, for which I individually created every single payment link. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, I was editing my own podcasts and creating my own course graphics. It was really, really, really hard Because I am not tech savvy at all. And so when a problem happened, I couldn't troubleshoot it. And it it was like, it was hours. It was crazy. I also had an 18 month old and there was the whole lockdown thing happening. So I didn't really have a lot of time or quiet space to work. I worked early in the mornings and late at night, which I hate doing because I'm the kind of person who's ready for bed at 8.30 PM. (laughs) Seriously. I don't like working at night, but that's what I had to do. And in those early days, a lot of my readings were done in the evenings at 9, 10, and even 11 p.m. after my daughter was asleep. And I always was afraid that she would wake up and start crying at that time. So it was hard, and I don't want to lie about that. I don't want to give the impression that you just decide to start a business and like magic your business is just like a fucking success and you don't you don't have to work at it I had to work at it and I also want to say this too though like one of the mentors that I work with Jocelyn Kelly Reed I work with her because she does have natural business strategy and I need to learn that from her I have never met anybody that has The natural sense that she does. And she also started her business at the same time as me in 2020. And she was making like her first month was a $13,000 month. And then her next month was a $30,000 month. And she made $300,000 in her first year. And last year she made $900,000. So it is possible, it is totally possible to have a very successful business very quickly. But I also want to share. Like, I think she is the exception. I honestly do. And she's, she's not like pretending that, first of all, she's not saying that it's no work because it was, she's just extremely efficient and strategic about it. Um, But I also like, I want to find this happy medium where I don't want to be discouraging anybody with this episode (laughs) at all. I don't think it has to take this long. But I just had a lot of, you know, like I was dealing with grief, and I was just dealing with a lot of fucking weird mindset stuff that I don't think Jocelyn was dealing with. And I had an 18 month old, and there's just a lot going on. It was hard. So hard. And there were many angry tears of exhaustion and frustration. There were a million times that I thought of giving up. But I never did, and I never will because the great moments far outweigh the exhaustion and frustration. Far, 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 far. The way it felt and the way it feels to finally be doing what I fucking incarnated here to do on earth is so worth it. Eventually, I hired somebody to help me edit and publish my podcast. And she did some virtual assistant work for me too. So like, for example, she would like, you know, like help me set up payment link pages so that I didn't have to always be like creating an individual link for every single person that wanted to sign up for anything I did. That's what I was doing because I didn't know how. (laughs) I don't know how to do it the other way. Um in 2020 I only made $30,000 in my business before taxes for the whole entire year. So I really didn't have the money to pay for her help. But here's the thing. Sometimes you just have to invest in the thing you know you need before you have the money to do it in order to make room for the money to come in because I was bottlenecked. I could not grow. I could not do more readings as you can imagine. Because I was creating an individual payment link for every single person. <laughs> like anybody who wanted to sign up for a course, anybody who wanted to sign up for a reading, it was an individual payment link. I didn't have an email list. Like I didn't have, there's so many things I didn't have created. And so I was very bottlenecked. I couldn't make more money than that. Because I didn't know, I didn't have the systems in place to be able to do so. And so deciding to work with her, it didn't pay off instantly, but it did, it did pay off and it was necessary. So I wasn't successful financially in that first full year of my business, but I felt so fucking happy to be doing my thing, to be sharing my gifts and my expertise that it was okay that I wasn't financially successful. But also, I was watching other people absolutely crush it in their online business. And I got to a point where I wasn't available to be struggling financially anymore. Meaning, I was clearly seeing that something else was possible. And it made it very certain to me that I was no longer willing to entertain any bullshit stories within myself that kept me in a state of poverty I could just see that it was totally optional (laughs) I could see that it was optional and so I opened myself up to receive more of my own power and the first way that that came through was as the priestess transmissions so I got a download in at the time of the Jupiter-Aquarius conjunction, no Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius in December, December 20th of 2020, I got this download that I'm a priestess and I am supposed to initiate priestesses and that I am going to be channeling at the time it was seven transmissions to activate and initiate women who hold the priestess archetype. And at the time, I felt like the farthest thing from a priestess, I didn't feel like a priestess at all. It was so incredibly triggering even to, it was so uncomfortable to use that word, so uncomfortable. And yet I knew I could feel that if I didn't do this thing, um, it's not like there would be a big consequence. Like I didn't feel like, oh my God, you have to do it or else. It was more like, if you don't do it, you're going to, you're going to regret it. So you got to, you got to do it. You have to stretch really far and really wide in order to be able to hold the amount of power and information that wants to come through you now. And you got to do it. And so I created this program. I started talking about it, started sharing about it. Oh God, again, it was like so many fear walls. so... Like witch wounds and all the things, and like you know, light worker persecution and all the stuff. It was so uncomfortable, and I only got four people who signed up, and one of those people (laughs) like dropped out after the second transmission. Um, and and I like it was really hard on me to show up and do them all, but I remember having this resolve that like, I was going to channel these transmissions, God damn it, whether anybody signed up or not. <clears throat> and then I had three people who were in the program and stayed in the program and it completely changed my life. They were, rece- they were so like what they received. The, the feedback I got was very powerful. Like I, I don't want to put words in their mouths, but I know it was very powerful for them. And then, um, I went on to co-facilitate another round of the priestess portal where we shared the transmissions, two other rounds. And so they were delivered to um, even more women. And I could feel the bigness of what wanted to channel through me if I was willing to show up for it. Even though they didn't come, like I didn't, you know... I would say that down the download, some of the downloads that I get don't come after I've tuned into the Akashic Records. They just come through. They seem to filter through the Akashic Records. And I consider that to be a point of initiation into being like an Akashic Oracle and channel where bigger, very important messages for the collective, um, where I allowed them to start coming through. And then same in December, around the same time, I started channeling um, a program called Five D Magic and Manifestation, and it was it was just about like manifestation, like the the subtle nuances of the energetics, um, the things that you don't really hear about, and like the secret and law of attraction, things like that, that are very 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 important. And because of that, as I said in the last episode, I created my own manifestation practice because I was showing up and delivering live content every day for 14 days straight. And because I was leading this course. And so like, you know, I was going to do the work too. Um, And then in January, I got this message through the Akashic Records that it was time to recreate my own identity that I I needed to leave behind the version of myself that I previously understood myself to be and like, you know, like congratulate her and be like, you did a good job. Like you got us all the way here. And now a new version of myself wants to come in. And it wasn't really a walk-in thing. Like I, I feel like I had a walk-in in January of 2022, but it was more like a deliberate choosing of a more powerful aspect of myself and letting that be my identity moving forward. So that was in January of 2021. I also started going into the Akashic records about my soul mission and more about money and what I needed to do, what I needed to understand about money. And I began devoutly implementing all of that information that I received. Um, through the priest's transmissions, 5d magic and manifestation, recreating my own identity, and then like stuff about my soul mission and about money. And I, I maintained that manifestation practice where I, you know, manifested usually for, or I meditated usually for about 10 to 15 minutes, but sometimes it was just as little as five minutes, twice a day, every day. And in the third week of February, my whole money situation completely transformed, my business completely transformed. And if you've been around in my world for that long, and you can say, Oh, it's because you were on Sam Tripoli's podcast. And that's all true. It's definitely like that was a huge turning point. It brought in a lot of a lot of soul-aligned people into my field. However, first of all, I had actually reached out to Sam back in July of 2020 and I was supposed to go on um, his podcast in July of 2020, but then my mother-in-law unexpectedly died at the end of the month and so, you know, we like it, we had to put a pin in that and it wasn't until six months later in January that I went on his show. And it didn't instantly change right away in January. It didn't change until like over halfway through February. And like I said in my How I Changed My Money Story episode, first, what I got was a flood of DMs and everybody saying that they couldn't afford my rates, which were so much lower than they are now, so much lower. And I just want to make the point that like, it wasn't about just getting a lucky break. It was about all of, it was a compounding effect of all of this work that I had done mindset wise, shifting my identity, shifting my perception, shifting my beliefs, practicing, 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 getting good, like nurturing this vision, nurturing this dream. Even when all I had were spare moments here and there, like just like taking a bathroom break and sitting on the can in a stall and like taking a moment to just tune into my my dreams and just like juicing them up a little that is what actually allowed it all to shift it finally compounded in 2021 i transformed my business and my money reality and then a few months later in july i gave birth to my son william and went into a very difficult space personally, which I kind of talked about yesterday and I'm sure I'll talk about, or sorry, last week and I'm sure I'll talk about next week. But I had postpartum depression. I had a very colicky baby. I was experiencing a lot of psychic attacks. I even was when I was pregnant with him. Um, an unaligned business partnership. It was just like a lot of really hard stuff. Um, but my business was still going strong and i am very thankful to that because i still had to work i had to work but i also got to work like the people that i was working with at that time were just some of the most beautiful souls and i just feel so grateful that i i'm so grateful that i created this business and that even though i had to work through that really rough patch The people that I got to work with were just the best people. And I got to do what I love doing. And then in 2022, I had that walk-in experience in January. Um, I I think I might have shared about it. It's probably on my YouTube channel, if you care to hear. You don't have to listen. But anyway... In 2022, I I I don't know. It just was such a weird thing. It was like, like literally, human Amy just walked out, and then an alien walked in, <laughs> an alien angelic dragon, <laughs> and and ah, uh, I don't know. In 2022, I just received so many downloads through the Akashic Records all year. I could barely keep up. I could not even integrate or implement my own downloads. They just kept coming one after the other. Boom, 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 boom. We are already on the ships. Portals and stargates. 17 dimensions. All of the transpersonal chakras. The binary code. The trinity code. The geometric formation of the organic holographic matrix. The false matrix. Memories of being like the, the creator beings that I call the Anunnaki, rem- memories of the original Lemurian blueprint, Christ consciousness, the dark consciousness, the angelics, the dragons, light language, holographic timeline encoding, creation codes, wealth codes, and so on and so on. It was so, so much. It was so much. And again, All of this, like this would not have been possible if I had not practiced so devotedly with the Akashic records and with the tarot cards, even when I wasn't making money, even when I had no other time, when I was just doing it because I just fucking loved it so much, I couldn't not do it. You know, I think that we have deliberately been, um programmed with entitlement programs and instant gratification programs so that we we want something like for example with psychic activation we we want something and we think we should just get it we think that the clouds should part and the hand of god should reach down and touch us on our third eye and then all of a sudden like "Ah," we're all illuminated and like our life completely changes <clears throat> and I'm sure that does happen sometimes for some people, but even if it does, they still have the job of anchoring it in, anchoring it in, anchoring it in, choosing it, 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 because that's what they want. That is the reality of every single process here. It doesn't mean it has to be a struggle, but it just means that <clears throat> like nothing comes without, um, I'll say nothing comes without a price, but i that sounds kind of like ominous. And what I actually mean is like, you have to put in the sweat equity. You have to put skin in the game. You have to choose it. This is a free will realm. You have free will. Things do not impose themselves on you. Even if somebody has like, you know, something that feels very imposed on them, like a near-death experience, and they come back and they're totally psychically activated, they still have to figure out, they have to go through the whole entire process of figuring out how to integrate this new change and be able to live their lives in a way that they can feel at peace while they have this new level of awareness and like this new level of psychic porousness, you know? Nothing comes for free is what I'm trying to say. So we all have to show up and and like do it and powerfully choose it. So as I shared in the last episode, I recently learned that in 2021, okay, in 2022, to repeat, I grossed $30,000 for the whole entire year. In 2021, I grossed $190,000. And that was like, again, having a baby in the middle of the year, going through postpartum depression. My baby was very colicky. He would not sleep for more than 40 minutes at a time, day or night. And when he wanted to sleep or uh, when he, when he woke up at night, um, I don't know like why, but he needed me to sit up poker straight in order to nurse him. Otherwise he would just cry. It was nuts. I was experiencing repeated ongoing psychic attacks, which I still am experiencing, um, you know, really unaligned business partnerships. So a lot of stuff. And I still grossed $190,000. And then last year in 2022, while I was receiving all these downloads, still going through an unaligned business partnership, still experiencing psychic attacks, massive autoimmune flare up, no childcare at all. So like I had William home with me 100% of the time. The times that any of you had calls with me were times that um, my partner, like Alex, would be hanging out with William. So I didn't have chunks of time to do anything. And I still grossed $250,000. And this is because of the information that I channeled through the Akashic Records that I then implemented about my soul mission, about money, and that I supported through, you know, other things that I took from other people where I learned like their perspective on money, their perspective on business. And I just keep implementing it. And I'm, as I hope you can hear through this episode, I have been like a dog on a bone with this business. I, it like, I give it so much of my bandwidth, so much of my bandwidth. None of this has been a hobby or a side thing for me. It has been like the thing, the thing ever since Killian died, even even while I was midwifing and I wasn't doing it air quotes full time, I was in such a state of devotion to all of it. I was feeding so much of my energy and my attention and my creational magic to this timeline where this business is here and it's a fucking success. And it's not an overnight success, but pretty damn close to be in your third year with no financial literacy, not super gifted at, um, naturally gifted at business strategy to be, to have grossed a quarter of a million dollars in my third year is, I think is pretty great. And I share this because I know it's possible And of course, because I want to tell you about this new certification and training program that I am creating, Akashic Holographic Mastery, because this was one of the downloads that came through to me last year. I honestly, I got so many and I tried to keep up with, like, I tried to make all the programs. So there's a lot of these downloads weren't just things like oh isn't this neat information for me to know it was like you need to teach this you need to teach this you need to teach this and I was like slow down I'm trying to heal my body I'm being psychically attacked I never get to sleep through the night my son still goes sleeps and nurses like six times a night no exaggeration (laughs) like you know as the disincarnated spirit teams that we have do they mm, struggle to understand the realities of what it means to be in a 3d and 4d body and reality needing to feed ourselves and feed our children and you know tend our vegetable gardens and keep our rabbits alive and my god the state of my house it's like shameful honestly um But the Akashic Holographic Mastery was one of the things that I downloaded last year. And like the instructions are very clear, like you need to start training Akashic Records readers and you need to train them with, you know, everything that you have learned. And you also need to show them how to set up a business. And so, as I said, I don't naturally have a mind for business strategy. However, I have learned a lot of things the hard way. So it didn't necessarily come naturally to me, but I know them now. I know them through experience. And there are a lot of things that really did come naturally to me uh, that I was very good at and I just knew how to leverage. And all of this I want to combine to share with you. So The Akashic Holographic Mastery Comprehensive Akashic Records Training and Certification Program is to help you step into your soul mission through the Akashic Records. So many people now are waking up within the dream. And I have to ask you, for those of you that feel resonant with the Akashic Records, what piece of information and clarity can you give them to help them remember that it is all a dream and to remember who they really are. So this program is divided into two different levels. Um, You can just do level one or you can do both levels, level one and level two. So level one is called foundations, but it's still very like, it's, it's very comprehensive. And it includes things like, how to find somebody's soul mission? It like past life readings. Um, how to how to help dissolve karma? How to? I'm just trying to think of like it's like, it's kind of. I want to call it your standard Akashic Records reading, but I don't believe there is such a thing. It's my standard Akashic Records reading is what it is. Um, Because I genuinely believe that every single Akashic Records reader is so unique. And I'm definitely not trying to create a whole bunch of carbon copies of myself. I can only teach what I am embodied in. Um, But it's my standard Akashic Records reading. So I would say that the majority of the readings that I do, as a standard, involve questions about our past lives, questions about our soul mission or our soul purpose, about our starseed and galactic aspects, um, about our archetypes, questions about weird, funky relationship dynamics or patterns that um, the client is repeatedly experiencing in this life that they want to understand from a new angle and a new perspective so that they can actually release it and work through it as well as, you know, understanding and dissolving karmic bonds and soul. I don't like calling them soul contracts because I just don't think that's actually how it is, but soul agreements that have been made that are possibly they're ready to be released. They are outgrown. And if they're not, then the information that supports like actually being able to get to the point like that supports being able to move through the pattern and learn the lessons that we need to learn or whatever it is, complete the agreement so that we can get to the point where we can release them and dissolve them. So it's all that stuff, but also it is practice. So there's the theory where I talk about these different types of readings and the different things that we can do, I mean, there's way more than that. I'm just trying to not talk about it for too long. Um, and then there's built-in practice because that is the necessary key. If you just do it as a self-study thing and you never practice, then you it's very hard to feel confident. And then you will block yourself from receiving clients because you don't feel certain that you will actually be able to help them. So much of the work of doing any kind of healing modality or any kind of um, psychic reading, including the Akashic Records, including the tarot, including mediumship, et cetera, et cetera, on and on, is our own self doubt. And having to, the, the only way to navigate that self doubt is to just do it, do it and do it and do it and start to notice the subtle but clear indications that you are making it up versus that you are receiving information. And I love to support people in that. And then in foundations, we also are going to do eight weeks of business structure. And so that includes like a website and all the different things that I've learned about the different website platforms and like really what is the easiest place to start and if you're, you know, the more advanced options, things like that, all the nuancing that goes into pricing um, finding clients, social media and marketing, actually what it like, the practicalities of facilitating a reading, um, of testimonial testimonials, setting up the sort of like boring three D masculine structures of your business, which are very important to have. And then it's also eight weeks of the business, sort of like nuances such as integrity and moral issues and all the mindset stuff and all the fear and like the weird shit that comes up for us from past lives and you know like our own Akashic history that the the parts of us that like I said when I had to go live and I felt like I was trying to push myself off a cliff all that kind of stuff I'd love to support you in that and the intention with the foundations is that It's a four month program. And on the other side, you come out like completely set and ready to start your business. I added up all of the money that I spent on my journey to starting my business. So I'm not including the ongoing mentorship and like the money that I'm spending now. I mean, just to start. So the different programs that I took, the business programs, the psychic development programs, and that first business coach. And it was way more money, way more money than this, um, this program that I am starting now. So my intention is to give you all of that, that I spent a shit ass ton of money on and package it up into these four months so that like you are good to go on the other side. Like you have got this and you have got at least, at very least, you've got the information that you need without having to buy a whole bunch of other courses in order to make this work and cobble it together. I'll also tell you what things I have found that are totally fucking unnecessary and a complete waste of time and money and energy. Again, that I learned very much the hard way. The advanced portion Is an additional four months for much deeper techniques, learning, practice, mentorship, and business creation. Um, So, this is where I'm going to bring in all of the advanced downloads that i got over the last couple years through the akashic records that i know are not being taught in anybody else's program because i believe that they came through uniquely to me i'm not saying i'm the only person in the world who could do them at all otherwise i wouldn't teach them but That I know that this is not, this is the stuff that isn't found in anybody else's program. I don't think the stuff in foundations is found in anybody else's program either, but these are the really unique things such as learning about the formation of the holographic reality, the Trinity source code, timeline creation mechanics, holographic timeline encoding for yourself and others, Akashic field timeline healing, quantum space clearing, holographic and astral interference clearing. Akashic Key Retrieval, DNA Code Reading and True History Fragment Retrieval, DNA Repair and Activation, Soul Blueprint Code Reading, Energy Constructs, Dissolution and the Liberation of Energy, Data Collection, um, Holographic Multidimensional Matrix (laughs) Repatterning, all that kind of stuff um, includes Crystal Heart Ethics and Standards of Practice, Christ Code Activations, so many things so these are as as I said, these are things that have really uniquely come through for me that I know that I am supposed to impart on others who are ready to receive them and then there's some extra juicy things like i I would love it is my dream to have an akashic records reading directory on my website and to feature the people that go through the advanced program on my website so that you can benefit from the audience that I have already cultivated because there's no way that I can serve everybody in my audience and there are a lot of people that are drawn to me but I'm not quite actually the right person for them to do this reading with there are other people who are the right ones for them and I just feel like there is no scarcity there's just so many people to serve and there are more and more and more people waking up all the time. And the price for the advanced level is still less than I spent on everything that I like the mentorship and the programs just to start my business. So likewise, if you were to sign up for the advanced program, you will on the other end of those, not even the eight months, like uh, like when the first four months are complete, you will be in a position to start your business. You will have the information that you need in order to start actually doing this for real and for true and then you get an additional four months of like deeper um, techniques and practice and mentorship and guidance from me but I'll say this too that the way I have priced it is like this is very very serious to me this is not this is not a self-study course like listen if you look at the prices and you're like oh, like, you know, you think I'm being outrageous, then that probably means it's not time for you or it's just not for you. Period. There are a lot of books that you can buy that tell you how to read the Akashic records. There are a lot of guided YouTube <clears throat> meditations or whatever about accessing the Akashic frequency, like, well, you know, 888 Hertz or whatever. Um, be my guest, use those things. There are other people have created self-study courses and they also have live courses and I'm sure a lot of them are less expensive than mine and like you go for it. You find the person that resonates with you and the price point that resonates with you and you do it. And of course it works because I did a self-study course, right? So like the self-study courses can work. However, as I said, I spent a ton of money further developing my psychic gifts and learning how to start this business. And all of that is incorporated into both levels of this program. And this is for somebody who is really ready to take it seriously and approach it from a place of devotion. When you think about like deciding to embark on a new career path, like that's really my intention whether it's somebody who already has a business and wants to incorporate the Akashic Records into their business in a, in a very like centralized way, or it's somebody who like is ready to like really start a whole new path for themselves. When you think about the way that we spend money on, on a college program, for example, like in the United States, one year of college, I looked it up, college one year is like $45,000, And what do you think happens on the other side of college? Sure, maybe you come out with a diploma or a a certification or whatever. Does that guarantee that you're going to make money? Does that guarantee you employment? No, it does not. It especially depends on what industry you have chosen. So like, for example, maybe there's a high demand for dental hygienists. So if you go through to become a dental hygienist, maybe your chances are way higher of actually getting employed. Um, however, I'll argue this, it doesn't mean that you'll find the employment that you want or that you'll be happy and you'll also be capped and limited in your earning potential within that job. Um, but also, even if you were to go the route of like some or like a trade, a kind of, you know, like say becoming a plumber, like in my area, there are not enough plumbers. So let's say you go to trade school and you become a plumber and you spend the money on that and there is a high demand for plumbers, does that guarantee that you 're going to get a job and you 're going to make money? A fucking course it does not guarantee any such thing. You have to present yourself in a way that you know people want to hire you like you you know what i mean like we We have this heavy, weird programming that jobs are safe, and that spending all this money at college or university is the the like the key to career success and it's just straight up not the truth it's not the truth that piece of paper that diploma is only it's only as valuable as is perceived by the people who are hiring within your industry and in Canada at least there is an abundance I'm sure it's the same in the United States there is an abundance of university graduates who are working as Starbucks baristas because having that university degree doesn't guarantee shit for shit. And so when we're looking at things like this, I mean, like, honestly, I kind of balked at calling this a certification for a long time for the last year, because I was kind of like, what, like, who am I to create a certification? However, what the certification piece is to certify that you put the time in and you completed it. So it's not so much for you to put it up on your wall as a credential. I mean, you're welcome to do that. But I'm not trying to pretend that that's how important I am, that I like my credentialing means anything. But what it means is a recognition that you have chosen this and you have showed up for it. And you have put in the time and the energy and the attention and the intention and the money to acquire this skill and to develop it and to make the preparations necessary to offer this as a service that is genuinely beneficial to the world. And this to me, because I shared with you like my story and how big of a difference this has made in my life, this is how seriously I take it. That when I offer this program and I'm offering it at the price that I offer it, it's because to me, This is like the same thing as deciding you're signing up for a college program. And in eight months, you are going to be ready to actually do something with it. So those are the people that I'm calling in. I would love to share with you all the things that I have downloaded through the Akashic Records, the different sort of like nuanced modalities, different things that we can do to facilitate transformation for our clients. I would love to share all of that with you. I would love to connect with you and give you real time personalized mentorship around what it takes to create a business and to dispel like weird social media driven ideas that we have about what we have to do in order to find clients and have a business, I would love to tune into your Akashic records and bring forward your unique personalized guidance of what is going to work for you. In fact, that's one of my favorite things to do. That's the kind of reading that I've been doing the most lately. And I just, it's like, holy shit. Like the testimonials I'm getting are just Ah, uh, so good. Anyway, I've been talking for long enough. I love you all. I will let you go. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. The links are in the show notes for the Akashic Holographic Mastery Comprehensive Akashic Records Training and Certification Program. So you can check it out. Um, you can also still join the New Earth Light Codes of Money and Wealth. Oh, PS. Oh my God. If you join, Akashic holographic mastery—you automatically get the New Earth light codes of money and wealth because, holy moly, don't we need that information if we're going into business? <laughs> like we need, we need these high-level um, crystalline codes about money and wealth and how to. Like you've seen, I told you the difference. Before I got those codes, thirty k for an entire year. After I got those codes, one hundred ninety k, and then two hundred fifty thousand k, and. I'm sure it's going to be even higher this year. Um so I'm really excited to share this information with you either way whether you join the New Earth Light Codes of Money and Wealth, whether you join Akashic Holographic Mastery. Um and even if you don't join, I really hope that this episode was inspiring to you. I hope that it gives you some ideas and some activations on how to move powerfully in the direction that you want to go and just fucking decide that that direction is for you. Even if the universe isn't giving you signs, um, and that you can do this, it is available to you. You just have to keep choosing it over and 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 over. And it gets easier. It really does. Okay. That's it. I love you so much. And I will catch you next week for part three on how I manifested my dream life.